Good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas, Eve. Good job. We're so glad you guys have decided to uh, worship with us. Uh, every time I saw people this morning, I kept saying good morning, even though it was like 1.30 in the afternoon. And I keep thinking it's Sunday, although it's Saturday. Uh, tomorrow, the, the Jesse Turner Center is closed. And so we're having our normal like worship service today. And it's great to celebrate with all of you uh, on this Christmas Eve. And I just want to speak uh, briefly just about the importance of this season and the reminder that it can be uh, for all of us. Uh, if you're like me, this is a busy time of year. Uh, you're still thinking right now of the things that you have to do probably for a Christmas Eve party that you're heading to uh, after one of these services. You're thinking through things that are still need to be done uh, for tomorrow. But what if, uh, for just the remainder of our time, uh, we have a window where we can hear from God, we can direct our thoughts, and we can be reminded of what this season and what Christmas uh, is all about. Uh, for me personally, um, it's been a busy season like it, it normally is. And uh, last week, I found myself in an interesting situation. Have you ever lost something and you want to find desperately, you, you just want to find it so bad? Have you ever lost anything in your life? And sometimes the worst things you lose are right in front of you. Like, have you ever lost your glasses or your sunglasses and realized they were on your, your head? Like, that's, that's the worst. Well, last uh, week, I realized that I'd lost my, my AirPods, which I listen to and use almost uh, every day. And I have an app called Find My at the Stater Brothers parking lot in Falcon Ridge, you know, by Target. Any of you guys know, know where that is? And it was like, oh, well, there, there's my AirPods. I was there uh, the day before, and I thought, well, that makes sense. I must have taken them out, and they fell out of my pocket. And so last Sunday in the morning, I decided to go on a trek at 6 a.m. to find my AirPods. They were my favorite technology that I use. And I began in the morning, it was kind of still dark, and I'm tracking on my map, and I'm looking at where those AirPods are, and they're just right outside the Stater Brothers. And so people are beginning to shop, and workers are coming in for their shift, and here I am nonchalantly looking at a map and beginning to search in a parking lot. And people began to look at me strange, because I look like here's a guy in the, you know, the early morning, and I'm just walking around studying like I'm looking for Pokemon or something which I've never done in my life. And I just start, start looking. And then what I find out is that my AirPods are right in this hedge bush, right by the, the, these cars. And there's a woman that's parked right here. And I'm thinking, well, this is going to be really awkward because I really need to look right there. And she's parked right next to. And normal people would come back at a more convenient time, but not me. I was already there. And so I began to look in this, in this bush and I begin to search. And all of a sudden, I think to myself, like, Alex, like, what are you doing? Like, this looks so crazy. It looks like I'm just this interesting person, uh, interesting as a good way of saying it. And I, I just search in the bush and I, I can't find it. And then I just keep looking in the, the parking lot. And I just kept thinking, hopefully no one knows me that sees me. And uh, I just kept looking and looking. And it was like my, my app just kept mocking me. And it was just right here. And I'm like on the map and I'm right and I'm just looking everywhere. And then finally, I look in the bush again and I see something white, and I go to grab it, and I think it might have been a diaper. <laughs> and my like, hope went to despair all in one, and I, I thought to myself, I'll never share that, but, but here you are, Merry Christmas to all of you. I did wash my hands, I have washed them thoroughly uh, since then. So I went home defeated, home, and been up for a while, and my wife, I think they're in the Stater Brothers parking lot, and I'm just thinking like, I really wanna go back, like I can't give up. And then finally, one of my sons says, oh, dad, I know where they are. And they were right downstairs 
on the shelf right below the TV in plain sight. And so I told everyone, you don't have to get me anything this year. I found my AirPods. And I felt foolish because what I was looking for for so long was right in front of me. And as I've been reflecting on that and how foolish I felt, I think that sometimes that's how life can be. We're searching for purpose. We're searching for meaning. Things that are more important than materialism. We're searching for success. We're searching to get ahead. We're searching for just this idea of completeness or wholeness. And then we find ourselves sometimes that the thing that we're looking for is right in front of us. And I believe that's a lot of how God relates to us. He's here. He loves us. He's present. He's right here in our midst, and he's right before us. And so many times in life, we're looking everywhere else but right in front of us where God is. And the good thing and the most important thing about this season is this. Christmas is the reminder that Jesus came for a reason. Every Christmas, it should be this reminder that there's something more that's going on. The search that I've been on, maybe I'm looking in the wrong place. The longing for for hope, that longing for for peace, maybe God is here. Maybe I can know him and, and maybe Christmas is the time that I can discover that. One of the scriptures that we just read was the announcement of Christ being born and it, born and it the announcement from the angels appeared to the shepherds. And in Luke 2.14, it says this, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now there's two key words in this scripture. One is to glory, the glory of God in the highest, and then peace on this earth. Now glory is a word that we don't use a lot, but glory literally means to magnify. And so there's a part in all of our life. And for some of us, God is the biggest thing in your life. He's the, it's the smallest life around him in a relationship with him. And then for some of you, it's the smallest. You're not sure if he's there. You're not sure if he's real. And God is, is very small. But what the angels did when they announced that Christ had come, what they were announcing was more than just a baby that was born in a manger, more than just came this miracle, but it was the fact that God could be known. And the magnifying that we can do with God is this realization that God has done all that is needed for us to have a relationship with him. And so that's what glory means. We can magnify God. We can know God because he came here. You see, peace is not found in a, in a place. It's not found through success. It's not through our own effort. Peace is found in a person, and that person is Jesus. And the angels announced it, and we celebrate it here today. Glory to God in the highest, and peace on this earth among those whom he's well pleased. And this peace is a promise that we can actually not just experience a trouble-free life because that actually won't happen. Trouble will still come if you follow God. No matter how you magnify God, there'll still be pain in your life. There'll still be suffering and things that you wish that you didn't have to face. But the promise of Christmas is because of Christ, we can still experience peace because God came here. And he dwells with us and he's close and he can be known. And so we can magnify God. We can make him bigger in our life. And as we glorify him and as he's bigger, we can experience more peace. And not just peace for here and now, we can experience a peace that lasts for forever, for eternity, from here until the very end of time and beyond that. But I wanna share a little bit different of not just the announcement of Christ's birth because that is significant and that's what we celebrate in Christmas, but it's also the reminder of the reason that Christ came. You see, he didn't just come to be born, but he came to live life. 
And he didn't just come to be born and to live life. He also came to die. And if you don't know the, the Christmas story, how it's connected to the Easter story, it's really this picture. And to celebrate Christmas means you have to look really at both of those significant events because Christ was born and he lived, but he also died on the cross for our sins. When Jesus was about 30, he'd grown in wisdom and stature and he had favor with men and he was gonna begin his public ministry. And he entered the synagogue as it was a practice and somebody handed him a scripture to read for that day in front of the whole church. All of those gathered, much like it would be today. And in the synagogue, Jesus read the fulfillment of prophecy about his life. The reason this is significant is because as we celebrate Christmas and the fact that Jesus was born in the cradle, and as we look to the fact that he lived his life and he died and we look to the cross, what Jesus said in that first public address as he began his ministry was really the meaning of what it means to follow Jesus. And this is what he read in Luke chapter four. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Again, this is Jesus reading. He says, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He read this loud and he read it with this confidence that only he could as Jesus, the son of God. And it's a mystery. He was fully man and fully God. What the scriptures call this, the incarnation, what we celebrate. And he says that, that he sat down and, and he says that the, the scripture had been fulfilled. Christ coming, he is the one that would do all those things. And so what I wanna do is I just wanna relive this scripture and kind of highlight some of the things that, that represent why Christmas is not just a reminder, but also the means to celebrate what is really matters in this world. The first is that Jesus said that I've come to give good news to the poor. Now, Christmas is a reminder of how quickly money goes. Amen? You have it, and then you don't. And then depending on how you spend it, you keep spending it in January and maybe February, and you could keep spending on Christmas as those credit cards come. You don't have to say amen at that, but this time of year, it could, things can feel very tight. Uh, and so there's expenses and there's demands, and the older you get, the more life you have to balance, and you can feel very just pinched financially, and that can be stressful. Many of the conflicts we experience in life, in family life, is due to finances. And that's why beginning on January 8th, we're gonna look at how do we escape the financial squeeze as a church and how do we do our finances God's way. We hope you can join us for that. But it's also more than just good news to those who are financially suffering or in need. Poor also represents uh, those that feel like they're poor in spirit. Maybe this past year, or the last few years you've been struggling, you just feel depressed or discouraged or down. And so when Christ says, I brought good news to the poor, it's not just that those who don't have as much can have more in Christ, but those who are suffering, those who feel down, those who are discouraged or depressed, God will lift them up. And I'll remind you today, as you're here on Christmas Eve, in everything that you have going on in your life, Christ coming to this earth is good news for you. Because he's come to be with you in the middle of those dark times. He's come to help you in the middle of your needs. And as you call on him, as you ask him for help, the good news is he listens. So when Christ says, I brought good news to the poor, Christ listens to us. He helps us. And he gives us power to get through the darkness that we face. But that wasn't it. The scriptures were already fulfilled in Christ's coming. And he says that the liberty to the captives and sight to the blind. Now, who is this good news for? Well, the idea is if, if you're captive, 
Now, if you're here, all of us are free. We're not captive. We're not in chains. We're not in prison. We're here in freedom that we have in this country. Amen. We can worship here on this Christmas Eve in freedom. But it's not just those who are physically captive. It's, it's also for those who feel stuck in life. You may be captive to your old life. You may be captive to the fear of the future. You may be captive to the fact that it feels like you can't change. And so there's good news to the poor, but there's also this liberty, this never done anything that you regret all the time. I won't ask how many families have been fighting just today to get ready for church. Put on your shoes and socks. We're going to go worship Jesus right now. Get in the car, right? (laughs) It's stressful. But we can feel stuck in our lives, and sometimes you come to church, and if you've grown up in church, it feels like you may be hearing the same thing over and over again, and you're wondering, how can I get the help? I need the help, but I don't feel like I'm getting it, and I don't feel like I can get ahead, and you, you feel stuck. Well, you could be captive to your past. You could be captive to regret. And then also, there's liberty to, to those who are blind. Have you ever believed something like me that my AirPods are in state of brothers, and they're not there, they're right in front of me? But have you ever believed something that wasn't true and you thought to yourself, how could I believe that? How could I have been so foolish to follow something and it wasn't real? Well, the good news is Christ's coming from the cradle to the cross is the fact that you can have freedom from maybe lies that you've always thought about yourself. If I may get real, it's easy for us to think lies. It's easy for us to grow up, depending on how you grew up and where people talked to you about who you were and your identity and you just believed it and you bought it. But God sees you and he, he loves you and he's given you a special identity for all who follow him. And no matter your past, no matter how stuck you feel, he can allow you to see for the first time. And the way that you can see is with truth. And he can illuminate his word and he can draw you to himself. And the truth, what the scriptures say, will set you free. So you may be captive in darkness You may be captive to your past, but Jesus' coming is the reminder that there's liberty to those who are captive and there's sight to those who are blind. That's what we celebrate. Is that good news or what? But it goes on. We're gonna keep going. Jesus said, as he read, that there's also liberty to those oppressed. We get forgiveness and we get freedom from weakness the most. But but also, literally, the word oppressed here means those who are broken. I know many of your stories. I know this year has been a tough year. And the older you get, it seems like life should get easier, but sometimes it gets harder. And so there's liberty to those who are oppressed. There's liberty and there's freedom to those who are broken. And maybe you're here today and, and there's relationships that you have that are very dear to you and they're, they're broken. Relationships with people that you love. And all that you want is for that relationship to be restored and there's brokenness in a relationship, or there's brokenness because of hurt, or again, you feel stuck. But the most important relationship that God came to heal was the relationship with him. And we're broken in our relationship with him because of sin. Now, it's Christmas, Pastor Alex. Do we have to talk about sin? Yes. Because if we don't realize the depths of our problems, we don't realize the depths of God's love. And because of our sin, we are broken. And because of our sin, we can't get ahead. And we are discouraged. And the darkness seems great. But because of the cross and the cradle that led Jesus there, 
we have victory. And we can pick ourselves up, not by our own effort, not by our own success, not by our own knowledge, but we can pick ourselves up by the grace of God found in the death and resurrection of Jesus. As we celebrate Christmas, we're reminded that even though we're broken, God gives us a fresh start. And that's the best news for all of us. Is it over? No. If you look at the scriptures, the last part, verse 19, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, if I were to ask you this year, if if you could have one gift, I don't know about you, but having the Lord's favor should be up there. Because if God is almighty God and he's the creator and he sees everything and he knows everything and he has almighty strength, would be priceless. Forward would be the greatest of God on your side, looking out for you, leading you forward would be the greatest gift you could ever receive. And kids, I'm sure, how many of you are excited about opening your gift under the Christmas tree? How many of you have already touched them, picked them up, and rattled them? Let's just be honest, okay? Adults, how many of you have done that as well? Okay, good. This is just confession time here at Ridgeview Church. And gifts are great. I love gifts. I love receiving them. I love giving them. But the greatest gift we can have is the Lord's favor. And because we don't have to be oppressed and we don't have to be caught in our blindness and we don't have to be caught captive to sin, we can have the Lord's favor again because of what Jesus has done. He's forgiven us. He's counted our our sin and we're guilty no more. He took our guilt upon him and he came for a reason. He was born, he lived a sinless life. He died on the cross to pay for our sin. The debt that we had, all of us, because of our rebellion, he took and it's no more. And that is the greatest news that we could be reminded of. Not only does God give us this liberty, but he gives us his favor. And no one can take that away. God looks at you and he accepts you for who you are. You don't have to clean yourself up before you come to him. You don't have to finish this accomplishment before he will accept you. He will accept you for who you are because it's about his son, Jesus. It's not about your effort. And the favor comes from him and him alone. So I just want to pause it and just ask the question, if this is true, doesn't this change everything? If this is true, doesn't this change everything? In Ephesians 2, 17, we have a snapshot of those who are far off and peace to those who are near. Now, some of you are here and you'd consider yourself near to God. You have the Lord's favor. You've been forgiven. I want to encourage you, if you're a Christ follower, as we finalize this year of 2022 and as we enter a new year of 2023, you have a new opportunity this next year to see God come through for you in new ways. You have an opportunity for your faith to grow. See God answer your prayers, even when it's hard. You have the Lord's favor. He's given you his gifts. He's given you his power. Go and make a difference in your world. For those who may consider yourselves in the other category, I'm not near, I kind of think I'm far off. For you, you can draw near today. You can decide on this day the 24th of December, 2022, that the day you decided to follow Jesus 
as your Savior and as your Lord, which literally means boss. You can decide that I've messed up, I've gone my way a lot, but today, me being far off, I want to experience the peace. And the promise for those who is far off is the same promise to those who are near. And so if you've never decided to follow Jesus, you can decide that today. Now, there's good news. The good news is I'm almost done. And in life, there's, there's bad news. And that's hard. We, we have to face those. But then there's also times where there's life-changing news. It's beyond the good. It's beyond the bad. It's actually supernatural life-changing news. And that's the news of Jesus Christ. From the cradle to the cross, he wants to set you free to live a new life for him. And so as I wrap up, I want to invite you to answer this question and take some next steps. The question is this, how find lasting peace this next year in your life? And that piece comes in two main ways. The first piece, and the most important piece that you can experience is by doing what I just said. And you'll see this next step. It's to turn to Jesus, confess you need him, and surrender your life to him. If you've never done that, you can decide today to give your whole life to him, to surrender, to no longer lead your life on your terms. You can give your life to him and experience the liberty and freedom that comes from following Jesus. And so if you've never done that, God may have brought you here for that reason, to bring peace for those who are far off and to bring peace to those who are near. And so if you've never decided to follow Jesus, I encourage you to do that. The second next step to experience lasting peace is to connect to a church community where you can be rooted and grow. The last few years have taught us anything is that it's not good for us to be alone as people and isolated. You need people in your life. But you not only need people in your life, you need the right kind of people. You need the people that have the life-changing, supernatural news of the liberty of Jesus. And you need those people in your life who can call you forward, who can encourage you, who can remind you to keep the faith, trust God, and hold on to the peace that he gives you. And here at Ridgeview Church, we want to be that type of community. We want to be rooted together so that God can grow in us and grow through us to make a difference in our world here in North Fontana and beyond. And so we invite you, if you've been checking out Ridgeview, pull in to our church. If your toe is in the water and you're testing it out, wade a little bit deeper into your ankles. If you're in your ankles and you're like, you know what, this is okay, wade a little bit deeper. And if you're ready, you're like, nothing can hold me back. You run up to that pool, you take a cannonball and you jump right in. We want you to do that. We want you to be committed to what God is doing here. So in response, that connection card that Joel and Emily, that connection card has a couple next steps. If, if you've never decided to follow Jesus, and today you, you want to do that. You said, you know, that's me. I'm far off. I don't want to be far off anymore. I want the liberty that comes from following Jesus. If you've never done that, go ahead and check or circle that part of that connection card. It's on the back side. You can put your name, your email on the front. Fill that out and just mark that on the, the back side. If you're wanting to get further connected to our church, you can write that on the, the connection card. I, I want to I jump in. I want to get more committed. I want to be a part of what God is doing here. Please fill out this connection card. That will help us um, connect with you. And so everyone in here, fill that out with you. Filled one out. 
hundred times before this is your first time. Fill that out and let us know how we can serve you. Finally, if you need prayer, and everyone just listen to this. If you need prayer, I know some of you, things are very tough in your life and you just, you need prayer. And you wanna believe the truth and you, you wanna come to Christ, but you just, you feel stuck. One, you can write on the, the, the lines there prayer requests that you have. And we have a prayer team here at Ridgeview. Our staff prays for these prayer requests every week. And we wanna pray for you. And more importantly, if you just need prayer here today, right now, I'll be available after the service. I'll be up here and I'd love to pray for you. So any way that we can serve you, we want to. It is so great to be with you all to celebrate Christmas. May this be the year where we're reminded that Jesus came for a reason. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this Christmas Eve to slow down, to stop, to breathe, and to remember what life is all about. It's so easy for us to get caught in searching for things that are right in front of us. And in Christ, we're reminded that he is here. He came to this earth. He dwelt with us, and we don't have to search anymore. The meaning and purpose and peace that we long for is found in the person of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you'll just give them the strength to put their toe in, to pull towards the church community. God, we thank you for our church, but more importantly, we thank you for Jesus who leads us forward. And it's in his name that we pray, amen.